Hello, ako si Judas Gavilan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa bagong Rappler Podcast episode kung saan hihimayin natin ang mga may init at mahalagang isyu sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Rappler's News Break Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, pag-uusapan natin ang pag-responde ni Vice President Lenny Robredo sa mga biktima ng mga malakas na bagyo nitong mga nakaraang linggo. Bakit ba nag-stand out ang disaster response ni Robredo? Paano niya itong ginawang posible kahit na limitado ang resources ng opisina niya? Kasama ko ngayon si Mara Cepeda, Rappler reporter who covers the office of the Vice President para talakayin kung paano naiiba ang response ni Robredo kung palaki Pangulong Rodrigo Duterte. Hi Mara, thank you for joining me today. Hi Judas, thanks for having me. So Rick, I wanted to ask you, can you describe to me siguro and to our listeners, paano ba nag-unfold itong latest disaster response ng Vice President? Paano at kailan ba ito unang na-activate? The Office of the Vice President activated its disaster mode around the first week of November when it was predicted that the successive typhoons will be hitting the country. So ito yung Kinta, Rolly, tsaka Ulysses. Matagal na itong ginagawa ng OVP talaga whenever there's a major calamity. Ginawa nila to nung Taal Volcano eruption. So, what the OVP did was do a call out for in-kind donations that, you know, private individuals and companies and whoever is willing to help can drop off at their office in Quezon City. And then they also partnered with their long-time ano, partner foundation na kaya natin movement to do the call out for donations and cash because the OVP as a government o- office cannot you know accept donations from private individuals kasi bawal yun. so that's why dinadaan nila dun sa private foundation and the private foundation is you know takes charge of buying the other relief items for the evacuees tapos yun hindi uh, na sila tumigil sa pagbibigay ng relief relief uh, goods so they the vice president would prioritize visiting the most badly hit areas first. So, this is parts of Bicol, Catanduanes, ito yung Rolly. And then, dumating si Ulysses. So, one of the first places she visited was Marikina and Rizal kasi yun yung malapit sa Quezon City. But, pumunta na rin siya dun sa Cagayan din. Consistently niya yung ginagawa but yung kanyang ginawa to inform the public about um, what was happening on the ground when the flooding in Cagayan happened. Yun yung nagpainis kay, kay Duterte because there was a time it was around November 13 I believe ng madaling araw where there, there were a lot of social media posts appearing na, na there are villages in Tugigaraw City, yung Linao East na submerged talaga and people were shouting into the darkness that They need rescue, but no one was coming. Mm-hmm. And the vice president was monitoring those kinds of tweets because it's really part of um, the overall strategy of, of 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 the vice president to like check ano pa mga types of tulong yung pwede nilang ma-extend. So, nung nakita niya na yun na nga may mga questions about you know what's happening on the ground, she asked her security detail who are military personnel to coordinate dun sa mga kailala nila na military and police na likely nasa Cagayan and nilalay nila yung mga information na nakuha, nakukuha nila sa social media and because the vice president saw that not even official not even a government offices that are officially handling rescue efforts were able to give information at that time of the night yung mga nakakuha niya informasyon galing dun sa mga military and police yun yung tweet niya mm-hmm. 
But Ruth never really her saying, oh, I ordered the military and police to do this. It's really more of the Robredo saying, we relayed all the information that we received. We are assured that uh, rescue operations are on the way. The vice president also relayed yung sinasabi ng mga government responders, why they couldn't you know, go to the residents in need of help at nung mga midnight na yon nung magmamadaling araw kasi masyado pang dangerous to do aerial rescue, hindi capable of night flying yung mga private helicopters na pwedeng itap and malakas yung current nung baha so hindi rin ma-cross yung mga rescue boats. But then, I think by 2 a.m., nakakuha ng update si VP Lenny na uh, mas nagsusubside ng mga tubig so the government responders are able to go to the villages in need. So there was never really her telling na, oh, gawin niyo to, gawin yan. Wala. Pero apparently what reached the president was that she she was doing that. She was supposedly doing, she was acting as if she was the one in command. And it really didn't sit well with the president because while the hashtag let Lenny lead was trending, nagtitrend din yung nasaan ng Pangulo. And oh. we know na siguro it was emasculating for Duterte to... To, to have a female vice president uh, upstaging him in that way, but it really wasn't the intention of the vice president. Parang uh, when I was like monitoring what was happening sa social media and vice president, kasi parang I'm reminded na usually di ba nangyayari, post-disaster parang kumikidos yung office ni Vito Robredo, parang nagkukuha siyang donations, ang mimigation donations, pero during the height of the yung disaster ng bagyo, Parang binabantay ng mga tao yung Twitter account niya, Facebook account niya para makita kung ano nangyayari doon. Uh, ito ba yung first time nakita mo na ginawa to ng office ni President Robredo? Meron ba na parang, you've covered that vice president for so long, di ba? During the past efforts na ginawa niya for, to help uh, the victims of disaster. E dito sa, isa dito nangyayari, this, did this stood out for you? Parang nagulat ka ba or nabago or surprise ka ba dito na she was able to pull this off? No, uh, it's not surprising for me because she has done it before but medyo unpre- pero unprecedented yung sa kagayan kasi for a time talaga si VP lang yung nagbibigay ng main information at least on social media um, kung ano yung nangyayari sa rescue efforts kasi for a while nga he, he, kahit media hindi makapasok sa kagayan mm-hmm. every time may bibisitahin si VP na calamity stricken area sa social media niya Sa Twitter, siya yung nag-operate noon. Meron siyang personal Facebook. But also on her official Facebook page, manned by her staff, nagbibigay sila ng updates na the vice president went to X province, went to X barangay. And according to the mayor, these are their immediate needs. Uh, we're doing a call-out for donations. This is what the OVP can provide at the moment. Naglagi naman yung ginagawa. Pero yung sa kagayan, nag-shine siya talaga doon. Kasi well, siya lang talaga yung nag-update. I mean, it's not even an... This is not even being o- a matter of being OA. Siya lang talaga at, at, at the time. Yung siguro yung highest official talaga who was given real-time information. And at the time when there was a, there's a crisis and you need to figure out where to go, what's happening, and you need some guidance from government, nag-stood out si VP because she showed up, right? And the thing is, she's the vice president, so it was so easy for people to compare her to the president because she's just supposed to be second lang to, to the president, but he wasn't present at the time. Though, of course, Malacanang is saying he was, you know, coordinating rescue efforts, but he was just not publicizing it. At any point ba, parang was the vice president surprised na ganun yung nangyayari? Kasi, or at least in the recent bagyo, parang was it ever a time na biglang parang nagulat siya na, wow, bakit parang inundated na yung social media accounts? So, kasi nakita ko sa mga replies sa tweets niya, parang, uh, VP, puntahan niyo po yung ganito, VP, puntahan sa ganito. Parang hindi ba na-overwhelm yung office niya? 
I think they're overwhelmed in the sense that when they did their uh, operate the relief operations for Ulysses, uh, Rolly and Kinta, they were also they did not stop doing their operations for their anti for their coronavirus programs. Mm-hmm. So to tumutuloy lang yon, tuloy-tuloy lang yon, even their community learning hubs, ni nila itinigil yon kahit merong disaster operations in the OVP and of course there were more calls for help. So I think that even the VP was surprised in a way at the amount of, of people that were really directly messaging her. But it's also an effect kasi of her being visible. So kung ako kailangan ko ng tulong, tapos may kita ko na itong government official na ito, pwede ko siyang kausapin, sumasagot siya. Sy- Siyempre siya yung kakausapin ko kasi the assumption is if you are part of government, then you should be able to, you know, really call for help somehow to to the proper government responders. Oh. And yun, you mentioned nga na they were doing this on top of like the coronavirus efforts, ba? And we know na wala masyadong malaking resources opisina ni Robredo, parang in the office mismo. Pero napupull off niya itong mga response niya on top of the other social welfare projects na implemented niya since 2016. Can you tell give us like a background or at least give us an explanation kung paano niya nagagawa ito given yung limited resources ng OVP? This is something that the vice president always repeats whenever she gives speeches. Ang office of the vice president kasi technically, ang trabaho niya is diba, to be a spare tire to the president. Totoo naman yun eh. In, in past administrations, the president gives a cabinet post to the vice president. So meron siyang official function na ginagawa. And of course, we know that the VP is, is, is the leader of the opposition movement against Duterte. And she resigned from his cabinet in 2016. She resigned as housing czar kasi Duterte was barring her from attending cabinet meetings na. So, but Robredo, she told her staff na ayaw naman yun na walang function yung office. So that's why she launched her flagship anti-poverty program, Angat Buhay. And it's a very comprehensive program in the sense that comprehensive at strategic yung pag-respond nila sa needs ng specific sectors. So, angat buhay, pagalimaw, may disasters. Ayan, yung nakita natin ginagawa na may relief operations. Tapos, in the long run, yung pag-bumibisita si VP sa mga provinces na, na salanta ng bagyo, ang goal niya rin dun is to ask the residents parang, okay, ano yung tingin yung pwedeng tulong sa inyo ng OVP in the long term, what kind of livelihood yung akma sa magiging sitwasyon nyo pagkatapos itong bagyo, when, when the floods subside and you start rebuilding your lives. Uh, may, may ganong level of community work na ginagawa si VP para long term yung pagtulong. So for example, yung mga nasalanta ng bagyo na farmer sa Pilika Marines Sur last year, under Angat Buhay's Omasenso program, parang tinuruan sila na o oh, yung yung mga inaani yung agricultural products pwede nyo nun actually innovate gawin siyang chili paste gawin siyang pandesal tapos tinuturuan tinuruan yung mga farmers how to market their goods online tapos ni link din sila sa mga private sa mga establishments kung saan dun sila sila mismo directly magbebenta don so the vice president said yung mga farmers na yun araw-araw nang kumikita as compared before na may mga times na sa taon na wala silang kita kasi walang ani. So may 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 ganung may ganung comprehensive um, na pagtingin uh, nung sa Marawi gumawa si, under angat buhay nakapag-raise sila ng funds para makagawa ng housing projects sa Marawi. You know, wala yang red tape, uh, walang alam mo yun, hindi siya ka, mabilis lang kasi hindi government funds yung ginamit, these are donated by uh, by private firms. So Ganun yon parang ginagawa ni Bibi, binibisita niya 
either she she the office identifies it on their own or certain community or a certain NGO reaches out to them and then they would link communities in need with groups or companies that you know are looking to to send help somehow so anywhere yan from giving uh, solar panels to a community up in the mountains kasi wala silang kuryente so very, very it's very wide ranging and it's really what i think it would, it would define how the vice president term in office will be na may meron siya nung angat buhay and lagi lagi yang lalabas ng paulit-ulit kasi uh-huh. yan talaga yung pinofocus ni BB and then nga you mentioned nga na parang the OVP partners with a lot of organizations diba and parang uh-huh. in the past weeks and parang nakikita ko na ang dami nang donate sa in kind goods sa office offices of Quezon City eh parang what's this to say about yes. how the public views the Office of the President, because they can donate to the DSWD, they can donate to what, what whatever government of office na nangyayari or na meron malapit sa nila, but they go directly to the OVP. Uh, like, how do you, parang, what does it say about the Vice President? And uh, ano yung parang response ng, ng VP ni Vivi Robredo regarding dito? The OVP, kasi whenever they do call-outs for donations, Robredo always makes it a point na merong regular updates na this is the amount of donations that we receive and we spent this on this number of relief packs. No coronavirus pandemic efforts na Manila, parang, okay, this is the amount of money that we receive, this is the number of COVID-19 test kits that we bought, ito yung mga recipients. Down to those nitty-gritty details, pinapublicize niya. And this is rooted in the vice president's decades-long experiences, you know, as, you know, first as a pro bono human rights lawyer in NAGA, according to her spokesperson, Barry Gutierrez, when uh, the vice president's late husband, Jesse Robredo, was alive and was Naga City mayor. The vice president was his de facto chief of staff. Ganon din yung Jesse Robredo is you know, a beacon of good governance, good local governance, diba? So kung ano yung nakita ni Lenny Robredo sa asawa niya kung paano siya mamuno sa Naga na very transparent kapag may bagyo, andun agad, ground zero. Merong effort to really connect to the people people na tumulong, people na nangangailangan ng tulong, tapos laging may follow-up. Um, natutunan niya yun sa Naga pa lang at dinala niya yun nung tumaas siya sa Kongreso bilang Camarines or Congresswoman, you know, galing Vice President. So ako, kung ako ay magdo-donate, and syempre, hindi naman ako mayamang tao, gusto ko out of the goodness of my heart, magdo-donate ako ng, ng, ng pera or in-kind, syempre, dadaling ko siya dun sa opisina, nakita ko talaga kung saan na nagbe-benefit yung gusto kong tulungan. Mm-hmm. I think the issue kasi with our government departments or government offices, it it tends to get lost in bureaucracy and red tape and there's always this issue of corruption, the bahounding agencies. Alimbawa, kung ako, magdodonate ako sa DSWD, for example, syempre may isip ko na yung issues na halimbawa, hindi nabigay ng maayos yung emergency subsidies. So, I, I mean, I'm just guessing, of course, but I think it, it's a big factor that the OVP is able to really show the people that this is where your donations are going and these are the beneficiaries. Parang very clear na tangible yung tulong. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why people have trust that the OVP will be able to send the help that they want to send to people. And at least, di ba, parang consistent ang OVP na mataas ang parang rate niya sa COA, no? sa Commission on Audit uh, Reports. Mm. Na yes, yes, yes. So parang given that, may mga government agencies ba na, of course, even na kahit hostile yung Duterte leadership against the Vice President, uh, na openly engaging ba sila with the Office of Robredo? Based on your observation, kamusta yung dynamics ng OVP sa mga ibang government agencies na siguro yun yung parang 
directly nila nakakatrabaho. Like, kunyari, the military, the local welfare officers. Okay naman in general. Kasi what the OVP does is really act as a mediator or a link. So, yung mga government offices on the ground, lalo na, I, I, I guess they appreciate that there's this you know, other office that's able to to augment uh, their ongoing rescue efforts, for example, or their ongoing relief efforts. But of course, you know, recent news with Shona Indian, it's not always the case. I think itong issue with the community learning hubs of the OVP, she, she launched it in October 19 because to, to address the concerns that there are students who are not, who don't have the laptops or the computers at home and proper internet access for distance learning, so the OVP coordinated with, you know, sent policy suggestions to the main office of the Department of Education. But the DepEd did not explicitly approve the OVP's community learning hubs. But they went straight to the LGUs and they coordinated with local offices of the DepEd. So yung ibang offices pa ng DepEd tumulong sa pagsiset up ng community learning hubs. I mean, while there was no formal approval from the main office, the fact that, you know, the local offices help the OVP somehow in setting up these hubs and even implementing it. It's In a way, it's an indirect, alam mo yun, parang it's an indirect acknowledgement of the project and oh. of the projects. Kumbaga, pag-support dun sa issues hounding the distance learning. But other than that, there are no other major issues the OVP has experienced or na, na, nagka-clash sila with other government agencies. Yung OVP naman kasi dinidesign nila yung program ng hindi nagka-clash Kasi nga, ang filling in the gaps, yun yung mindset ni VP. She identifies gaps on government's response to any calamity or tragedy or like the pandemic. And then dun siya pumapasok. Hindi niya kinukontra na, wag to, hindi ganun. Because the, the, there's also an acknowledgement on the part of Robredo that as vice president, she's part of government. So it's not as if she wants to break down the downfall of the government. Or when her office operates their relief efforts, their programs, it's because they're boosting government effort, not trying to bring it down or counter it. But of course, her critics would say otherwise. Yeah. So parang on that note, parang alam natin na Robredo really did well. She nag-shine siya in the past few months, di ba? Nag, dahil nga, as you mentioned, medyo stark yung absence ng Commander-in-Chief ng Pilipinas. No? But before we go further into other details, let's listen to this Rapture Podcast Overview. Next time, wag ninyo akong pariginigin ng revolusyon. Naku, Diyos ko. Yan ang mas delikado sa COVID. Eh, kung mag-revolusyon kayo, you will give me the free ticket to stage a counter-revolusyon. How I wish you would do it. Don't understand what President Rodrigo Duterte is saying? Want to know the story behind his words? Listen to Seat of Power, Raptor's political podcast about the Duterte presidency. Hosted by me, P. Renada, Raptor's Malacanang Beat Reporter. May a lot of people, but not much a lot, but I know that there are some people who would happily use I'm polyamorous label to basically justify anything, to justify sleeping around, to justify not committing, but that flies in the face naman of how we see it. It's my choice not to be a mother, but I'm not, it's not dissing on, mothers, dissing yeah. on motherhood, uh, on parenthood. Like purely person-to-person basis. Uh-oh. I'm Marguerite Leon, host of Rappler's I've Got an Opinion, where I speak to ordinary people who have a lot to say about extraordinary issues. Listen in every other Wednesday at 8 p.m. on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Hi, welcome back to Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. I am Judesca Villan and we're here with Mara Cepeda. We've been talking about the disaster response of Vice President Lenny Robredo. Mara, you mentioned kanina nga na 
yun nga, nasa constitution natin na parang spare tire lang talaga yung office ng president ng vice president. Hmm. And parang hindi naman siya parang required to do anything. Uh, ano yung driving force uh, ni VP Robredo sa mga ginagawa niya? Given na uh, it, isa yung magpansinin yung mga nangyayari kasi vice president siya. And pag, ginagawa, pag hindi nga niya ginawa yung mga ginagawa na ngayon, hindi pa siya maka-earn ng ayar ng presidente. So ano yung parang motivation niya? Bakit siya nagko-continue? I think her main motivation really is just, you know, to help. Yun lang yun. Sabi rin naman ito ni VP, pag may nangailangan ng tulong at nilapitan ka para humingi ng tulong, if you are in a position of power and influence, you should do it. Lalo na siya. I mean, government officials, she was elected because the people believe that, you know, she would be able to help them somehow. And Robredo has always been consistent in saying that the OVP is merely filling in the gaps. For example, case in point, nag-run sila ng... Nung nagka-quarantine, tapos hindi pinalabas ng kalsada, pina-operate sa kalsada yung mga G, yung walang wal, wal masasakyan kasi bawal kasi marami pang COVID-19 cases. The OVP was very quick in organizing a free shuttle service for frontliners. But Robredo was very clear that they're only going to run that free shuttle service until such time that the DOTR is able to you know, organize its own. Siguro mga couple of months then nag-run yung sa OVP and then nung launch na nung DOTR yung kanyang sariling shuttle service, the OVP ended its shuttle service. Kasi nga, hindi, she wasn't out to compete naman with the DOTR. Ang ginawa niya yung, kinumpile niya yung mga best practices nila, learnings, lessons, natutunan nila. Tapos, binigyan nila sa DOTR. The DOTR naman was very welcoming. I think there was even a statement na parang they're thankful kasi may service na ganun. I think that's a very clear example of Roberto filling in the gaps and then, you know, giving way when there's an effective program already in place by the national government. Oh, so parang given that na yun yung motivation niya. For you, ano ba yung main difference ng disaster response ni VP Roberto sa ginawa or ginagawa ng administration ni President Duterte? Siguro ano yung stark difference na nakikita mo? Like, as an, as an observer na covering the vice president and also like covering the president anong parang masasabi mo so i'd like to compare uh, Duterte and 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 Robredo because ina sila naman yung kino-compare ng mga tao ang difference kasi especially in that whole episode of the Cagayan flooding hindi kasi naipakita ni Duterte at that time yung presensya ng government Iba yung role ng president and ng vice president in times of disaster. You know, I talked to former Ateneo School of Government, Tinto Nilavinia, and actually, Robredo also said it doesn't even have to be the president being on the ground na lumalangoy para maisalba yung tao. I guess what the people was asking from the president was, for example, paparating na yung malakas na bagyo, pakita niya yung government presence, pakita niya na he's on top of it, magbigay siya ng clear, concise address that this is what the government is doing. And then right after, show up, wag ka lang mag-aerial view, actually press flesh with the people, talk to them, hear their stories. Yun yung difference. Of course, the president is the commander-in-chief. Iba yung kanyang responsibilidad, makikipag-coordinate siya with the cabinet officials who will then delegate their tasks to their district offices, di ba? To do the rescue efforts or to to give out the aid. Hindi kasi yung nakita ng tao. Tapos, hinahanap nila kung saan ni Duterte, parang kasalanan pa nila <laughs> kung bakit nila hinahanap yung Pangulo. In contrast, you know, the vice president has the luxury of actually going down on the ground kasi wala na, hindi naman siya expected na makipag-meeting sa mga cabinet officials, hindi siya expected na makipag-meet sa mga generals at magbigay ng instructions, di ba? Yun yung, yun yung luxury ni, ni, ni VP. 
and actually and any other politician could do that we do we have local officials who who showed up when the calamities hit for example there's mayor Marcy Tudor of Marikina nakita natin siya na talagang lumulusong sa baha tas tinitingnan tas ino-oversee niya yung rescue operations sa Marikina basang-basa siya there's also uh, Alcala mayor uh, Tin Antonio na isa siya sa mga unang nagsabi na yung flooding sa Cagayan confluence of factors siya hindi lang it's a mixture of you know uh, environmental neglect a lot of deforestation activities that had to be stopped and the difference kasi is Robredo is the vice president so people of course will watch out for her and the thing she's able to do these things very well and she's do she's able to do it in in such a way na, alam mo hindi kasi in in a non maepal way na walang tarpaulin for example diba because she wants to be transparent and to give constant updates on what's happening on the ground our critics are saying she's in a way she's being epal kasi talaga bawat bawat visits na lang meron kang update meron kang picture ganyan this is what critics are throwing at her but for the vice president naman her perspective is that i just want to give you an update on what's happening on the ground mm-hmm. parang ano eh parang if you look it from afar parang perfect sana yung parang combination ng VP and presidente kasi they complement each other like, diba, the VP can go on the ground while the president will be like mas active talking with senior level officials and uh, talking to the people yes, then yes. pero parang hindi talaga natapos-tapos yung mga pagtutsada ng presidente laban sa vice president na kesyo para umiepal kesyo nagka-try to get ahead of the president parang plan for better word sumasapaw parang istamay word ko sumasapaw sa presidente so uh, how does this say about like the how the president views the vice president like kahit siguro una siguro yung position ng vice president and then pangalawa siguro like Robredo herself uh, how does the president view mm. them Duterte was threatened by Robredo's actions and you know there's no doubt about it because he wouldn't have launched his misogynistic attacks on her and he wouldn't lie about her efforts if Duterte weren't threatened and I think this comes from this very hostile political environment that the Philippines, you know, has. We are talking about, you know, the people organically comparing Robredo, the opposition leader, with the president of the country. That you, the movement that Robredo is a leader of is opposing. Ni talaga may iwasan yon. And we know that the president thrives on an us versus them mentality. Na if you don't believe in us, then you're against us, de ba? Matagal na naman yung ginagawa hindi lang nung may disaster response si VP. Mm-hmm. Duterte was just threatened because Robredo was doing her job well. And he shouldn't be. Because, sabi nga sa akin, ng spokesperson ni VP, the VP's updates where she was saying, oh, I talked to the Coast Guard, this is what they're doing now for the rescue efforts. Robredo's updates became, you know, first-hand inform- became information for the people that the government was actually working, that Duterte government was actually working on the ground. It's just that it's Robredo who's relaying the information and maybe Duterte didn't like it. Uh-oh. Parang, would you say na parang wala bang parang nakapagsabi sa presidente na what the VP is actually doing is good for the government? Like for the whole government? Like, di ba, the VP is still part of the government. Wala bang parang, or from the office of, of the VP, meron bang parang liaison with the president sa ganitong mga bagay or wala talaga? Not anymore. Not, not anymore. Not since they... Uh, kicked her out of they they looped her out of cabinet meetings and you know the and we we know that government propagandists are even the ones are who are attacking the president uh, the vice president mm-hmm. I don't think they coordinated the president anymore at na parang oh ito yung 
na constant na ganyan. Uh-huh. At most what the press what the VP uh, has been doing is syempre kahit nung COVID-19 pandemic sumusulat na lang siya ng uh, policy proposals to Malacan to to Malacan yang uh, mostly to uh, presidential spokesperson Harry Roque. But as to does the dirty read you know this wealth uh-huh. <laughs> thought out and well researched policy proposals of the vice president I, Baka hindi na. And sinasabi ni, sinasabi ni presidential spokesperson Harry Roque, parang yung mga suggestions sa VP matagal na nilang ginagawa. So, <clears throat> yon At most of the, the VPs only tries to reach out to Malacanang in a sense, here are my suggestions. They are anchored on the expertise of different experts that we talk to. That's it. If you want to follow it, you, we hope you follow it. yon but there has never been any acknowledgement on the part of the Duterte administration that oh this this good this idea this good program came from the OBP no none. so uh, parang itong latest uh tirades ni presidente against Sobredo parang sa whole new level no kasi for the last celebration wagang epal eh ano yung reaction ni Robredo tungkol dito and siguro as someone who's long been governing the VP office the government do you think her response is good enough parang do you think that may dapat pa siyang ginawa? I think it's good because you know before the reason why a lot of false information about the vice president is still being believed by people now is because she didn't correct it for the first uh, couple of years, first two three years of the Duterte administration, and those lies festered and became the truth for a significant chunk of the population. She learned her lesson the hard way, and that's why the vice president, you know, said, "You know what? Every lie that I will come across, I will correct it." And that's what she's been doing really. Pag may nakikita siyang post, nagpo-post siya talaga sa Facebook page niya na, or sa Twitter na, fake news alert, ganyan-ganyan. As kinokorrect niya, fact-check niya. So, it was good that while Duterte's speech was ongoing, nagtitweet na si VP ng correction dun sa mga lies ng Pangulo. And in that way, the people who were still awake, nakita na nila na, ah, okay, nagsisinungaling pala talaga si Duterte. Kasi ang, ang malala pa kasi dun sa Tate address ni President Duterte, for me, it, it really echoes a lot of the, the, the messaging and the even a sentence construction of the trolls that yeah. would reply to my tweet or would reply to my post whenever I would, you know, tweet about the vice president's uh, efforts or like statement, ganyan. Kasi lagi naman may nag-reply. So for me, that was quite appalling. And I think it's even more appalling to the VP. That's why talagang real-time siya nagpa-fact-check dun sa Pangulo. Pero isipin mo, no? Parang chicken and egg. Sino ba nag-una yung speech niya or yung comments or gumaya ba siya sa mga comments? Parang isip mo agad, no? Talagang parang nakatira sila sa isang uh, disinformation network talaga. Ito palahan niyang may direct connect sa, sa comment section. Parang sabi ko nga, itinit ko nga nung gabi na yun, parang are we still listening to a presidential speech or parang uh, text-to-speech option ng Facebook comment section? Mm-hmm. So, for my last question, Mara, given na ganito mm-hmm. na nga yung parang hostile na nga yung presidente natin sa vice president, given na openly inaccuse siya ng EPAL, given na parang lagi siyang pinapatutsada, not just by the president, but also the Duterte allies, like the spokesperson and whoever. Moving forward, should the OVP still reach out? Anong dapat gawin niya, Robredo, given na yung context kung nasaan siya, situation na, na hinaharap niya, na she's working within this government that's hostile against her? You know, I think there's, I think there should be a more active effort on the part of the OVP siguro to remind her own followers then kasi si VP alam mo since I've started covering her naman ayaw niya yung nilalagay siya sa pedestal ayaw niya yung siya na mismo yung nagsabi na kahit in terms of 
being the opposition leader, she's not going to save the opposition. It's just that, you know, she does have followers, she does have supporters who look at her that way. And I think there has to be, and I think she has to remind them not to do that. Kaya alam niya, sinabi niya kay Presidente na hindi ito contest. Yung pagtulong hindi ito contest. Walang may monopoly sa pagtulong. At a time na may crisis, kailangan tulong-tulong tayo. It doesn't only apply to just Duterte eh, or, or to Duterte's cabinet or to Duterte's trusted allies. It should also be a wake-up call also for some of the vice presidents. You know, more dedicated supporters who would really go out of their way to defend the VP. Um, kung ayaw ng kung ayaw ng vice president na nilalagay siya sa pedestal, don't put her up there. Don't put her. Um, don't. Kasi alam mo yung yung ginagawa ni VP. Ideal kasi yung ginagawa ng mga ineelek nating public officials eh. Yung ginagawa niya, she's, she's trying to be a good public servant. So anyway, parang bare minimum dapat yun ang pagiging leader, di ba? Pero syempre, alam natin, hindi naman kasi ganun yung sistema natin dito sa Pilipinas. So, dapat ganun. Siguro tayo bilang mga butante, bilang ordinaryong mamamayang Pilipino, dapat hindi rin tayo, kumbaga, we, we do not idolize or put them up in a pedestal and such a way, oh, they're going to save us. Hindi kasi ganun. And ano na si VP, to be fair naman to the VP, lagi niya yung sinasabi na ayaw niya yung masayani, ayaw niya yung may masayani complex. And, but I think her followers should also remember that, di ba? Mm-hmm. Um, yun din. Kasi lalong mas nagiging hostile yung environment natin, nagiging us versus them, nagiging pro-Duterte uh, versus pro-Lenny. Dapat hindi ganun. And tama naman si VP. So we should actually just listen to the VP, understand that she showed up because she had to, because she was supposed to. Magalit tayo kung, di ba, tayo, nagagalit tayo na hindi natin nararamdaman pag may kulang dun sa response ng gobyerno. Ganun yon. So, the VP showed up because she had to. Mm-hmm. Not because she was trying to upstage the president. Not because she's trying to campaign early. Though, of course, she can be accused of that, di ba? But then, of course, her counter naman, yung mga pinupuntahan niya, yung ba doon, mga isla, walang mga masyadong budante doon. She did what she's supposed to. She did her duty. And she shouldn't be treated special because of that. Mm-hmm. Kasi bare minimum yun sa pagiging leader. So, on that note, uh, let's see how the Robredo camp will handle this hostile situation against her, of her office and from the president himself. So, thank you, Mara, for joining me today and for explaining kung ano ba yung mga nitigliti ng ginagawa ng office ni Robredo, like yung, especially dun sa part na sinasabi mo na ayaw nga ng vice president na pinuput siya sa pedestal kasi ginagawa niya ay dapat gawin ng kahit anong elected official. Okay, thank you, Judith. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang Rappler and Newsbreak sa Facebook, pati na rin sa Twitter. Kung gusto mo naman makakuha ng access sa exclusive content and events, you should join Rappler Plus, plus sa community where we discuss and get deeper insights to the issues we face today. Uh, pwede ka sumalit by visiting rappler.com slash plus. Uh, kung meron ka naman gusto na topic na you think we should discuss in our podcast, you can email us at investigative at rappler.com. Again, I am Judas Gavilan, and this is Newsbreak, Beyond the Stories. Wah, 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 wah,